Hi, Bill. Hi, Alan. Can you introduce yourself for those that don't know you? Yeah, my name's Bill Borman. I'm the founder of True Recruiting Unconference. And the Unconference is we have about 100 events a year, uh, unconferences. Um, and at Bill Borman, I work with technology companies um, on product and market position and, and VCs on investments with global organisations like NASPERS, Oracle, BBC, KPMG on um, things like uh, the technology that they use and the method that they work, so a combination of those two things. And I speak at quite a lot of events and do quite a lot of research in terms of what's going on. Um, I'm in about 40 countries a year, so kind of have a global view of what's going on rather than heavily domestic. Excellent. So with that in mind, having your yeah. finger on the pulse, we've seen a lot of changes in the media landscape, LinkedIn, Indeed, etc. And then we've got Google and Facebook both entering the recruitment marketplace. What do these changes mean for recruiters? Well, I think the first thing is you'll, it, it's an error to talk of LinkedIn. Um, we shouldn't think of LinkedIn anymore, anymore. We should think of Microsoft, first of all, as a collective thought, because Microsoft is obviously combining with um, everything from Microsoft Office 360 uh, through to Microsoft Dynamics, Microsoft and LinkedIn ATS and so on. What you've got to look at is um, is think differently. So w we still talk about um, things like uh, Facebook or um, LinkedIn and so on as a destination. That's actually what we need to be thinking about now is they're going to be that they are going to be the channels. So the channels, in my view, will be Microsoft, um, which is going to include LinkedIn, GitHub, and all this kind of stuff, and Facebook, which is going to include, obviously, everything from Facebook jobs to um, particularly around Messenger. Messenger and Facebook being two separate things, but particularly messenger-orientated. Facebook Messenger becoming channels so much so that I think within probably two years, we won't have Facebook in the format that we have it. We, we just have Messenger, and that will be the principal channel. And all of this stuff includes chat, video, video connection, and private invitation groups that work in, in a different way. Google, which is we're getting all the Google products, everything around Google, and including that, obviously, um, your um, Google Docs and uh, Google Slides, Google Presentation, including that um, Google Jobs, Google Search, Google ATS. Then we've got um, then we've got on top of that uh, you've got Google, Microsoft, Facebook. The one we should also be looking out for is Amazon. Amazon doing a lot of interesting things. I know they've had a setback with their the recent matching algorithm, but Amazon are building and buying have been buying a lot of HR products for the last three years under the radar and building up a similar looking suite using consumer data of, okay, well, we've got all the people, what's a more thing? Um, I think Uber is an interesting channel in, in what Uber are doing with jobs and launching jobs and starting in blue collar but going higher. Um, and indeed, you kind of have to put in that because of the, the volume of what they're acquiring, whether they, they have the legs or the breadth to stick around in that. We'll see. My jury's out on that. I think what you're going to end up with is three or four channels which will be the internet. Um, and you got to not think Google for jobs or Microsoft for jobs, but think Google for everything. So, and jobs and work is, is just another part of that. 
So I think that's where it's going to go. And the other thing that we know from channel plays, if we look at what's happened in mobile organisations like Apple and so on, is they make it very difficult to play nicely. So it's, so it's unlikely that you're going to get something that's going to be multi-channel. It's going to be choosing the channel where you want to go and building a tech stack that reflects that. Yeah. What role does performance media and such as pay-per-click, etc., still have in this... Well, I think pay-per-click is um, something which is going to decline quite significantly. Um, and I think we're going to see a greater time through integration into technology and more actually going to single platform plays where, where everything's joined up into paper performance or paper results. Mm. So if you like pay-per-click is the 101, you can tie into that programmatic and stuff like that. It is the 101... You know, if we're looking going on kind of 3.0, 4.0, it will be a lot closer linked to um, success model mm. and, and deeper into the process. Because once the technology is joined up, particularly if it's on the same platform, you begin to get blockchain capability. Um, and by blockchain, I don't mean independent ledgers. I mm. don't think it'll be a real blockchain, but a blockchain thinking in terms of all the technologies join up so if your advertising model um wherever that might be whether it's job board or a different type of destination is joined up with ats's or um hrm systems of being able to track hires and introductions and how far people go in the interview process i think that's going to be much more of the model orientating around success and mm. results um, rather than um, paying for traffic or paying for clicks. So I think we're going to see something quite different. Which makes absolute sense. And if you can pay for results, you can charge for results. And you can, if you're the best platform, yeah. you can charge more. Because you can guarantee, not guarantee, but you're more likely to get results. Yeah, and, and, and people will pay, it. pay for results. And I think what results and what good is, is beginning to change significantly and also how long so if you are let's say you're a traditional job board and this is part of where the model was changing if you like in our space if you're a job board and you introduce a candidate right now as a company um you pay to introduce that candidate and that's what you pay for you pay for the click yeah hopefully you get some success they go in the process we know the majority of them don't um, they disappear or go away. Now we're, we're looking at um, everything being kind of a first connection, whether it's going to career sites or to content or it, it's the first point of connection. Mm. And then the, whatever we, what we're thinking about and challenge is how do we retain a, a relationship with that person throughout their life so that we're sending them different types of content, they're connected in with us and so on. So... If you're being paid on success, how long is a candidate a candidate? Where's the attribution? Mm. And I think we will see something quite revolutionary sooner than we think. We're, we're paying for success, but degrees of attribution. So different okay, people yeah, yeah. are paid different things according to what influence they've had on that. So if a candidate's had multiple touch points in different places. Yeah, but came in, say, from a job. Yeah. I don't think it will be called a job board in, mm. in the way the job board is, but let's just imagine a place where the jobs are. Let's imagine it's that for the time being. If that's where the candidate is introduced from as a candidate, 
and the relationship is with them if they're hired in three or four years, where's the attribution on that? So I think we're going to see much more um, rethinking on retention of relationships, um, non-transactional payments in, in the way that we do transactional payments now. I think that's some of the things that are going to change in the nature of the changing job market. Makes sense. So, um, you talk there mainly about kind of attraction, engagement, yeah. etc. What about the role of your traditional or, or non-traditional sorter, as they are today? Where where will they sit in the future? Right. So, I think the big thing is, um, and this is an important step for recruiters and talent acquisition right now is, um, we've got to give up this pointless battle that's been going on for years and years about um, talent acquisition or recruiting not being part of an HR function, being independent. Mm. There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. One is, um, if you want success in an organisation, it's very rare that a head of talent acquisition becomes a CHRO. Very rare. Mm. You know, it, it, with all the people that I know in my network, I can think of it happening four or five times of people I know, very specific instances, very gifted individuals, but very, very rare. So, if talent acquisition wants to, it, it becomes part of the HR function, you're looking for general functions. I think the other tie-in, if we look at content, employer brand engagement, how all this kind of stuff works, um, learning and development, what we're going to see is learning and development and talent acquisition being a single function. Um, and included in that will be attraction, because people are attracted to learning, content over learning. Mm. You need to give people a reason to stay connected when they're not looking for a job, which is most of the time. And that's learning and knowledge. What knowledge can we share as an organization? And the experts are in there are learning and development. More candidate experience of, okay, more career mapping mm. within an organization. This is where you want to go. This is the learning that you've got to do. And internal mobility being a talent acquisition role in an HR function. So when I see that within HR, where you've got talent acquisition, learning, development, not divided, you're really then talking about the life cycle of a person within an organisation in terms of their attraction, their career development, mm. their retention, their leaving, running the alumni scheme, all this kind of stuff, um, which is going to make talent acquisition look quite different. I think what we'll then have is not sources in the sense that we have now. I think the, the sourcer and recruiter role will become a one. I'm not quite sure what we call it yet. <laughs> Um, but already we're seeing that where if we went back two or three years, sources were very much internet sources, name generators, researchers, junior mm. recruiters, if you like. Um, now, it's very rare that you get a sourcer who's not responsible for engagement, shortlisting everything up to presenting a small group of candidates to mm. a recruiter at that point. Um, and so I think what we're seeing is the recruiter role which doesn't involve sourcing is diminishing or disappearing. Mm. The sourcing role is moving closer to recruiting. Somewhere in the middle is actually what that role is because we're seeing more of the late, the early part of the process being automated to deal with the admin and logistics, which is most of what recruiting mm. is in reality, 80% automated. And we're seeing a, a an upper end, and we're seeing an upper end of that where, um, 
hiring managers and organisations are taking on more and more of that control of that process. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a very different HR type function that's called something different, which incorporates talent acquisition and incorporates, um, and a lot of, you know, 80% of TA time now is spent within attraction, really, mm. and budget is spent within attraction. That's all going to be automated, and that's going to be automated sooner rather than later. Which are the kind of um, key elements that you think will be, be automated then, and what will that leave? What will that leave? So I think the problem we have is we still think in terms of old funnels. Old funnels. So we still think about this is the way we do it now. Step one, two, three, four, five, six, if you like, um, tasks. Mm. Well, I'm tracking organisations right now. The average number of tasks that need to be completed for someone to get hired um, sits around 73. Yeah. Right? We, yep. we surprise a lot of people. We can automate about 80% of those tasks. So everything from attraction, identification, outreach, inbound, outbound marketing approaches, um, assessment, testing, keeping people connected through targeted engagement, um, and then the, the just the logistics of things like scheduling and um, communication and candidate experience and process and so on, all of that can and should be automated and moved away from people because we're actually not very good at that mm. stuff we're not very good at that we're inconsistent sometimes yeah. we're okay sometimes well, we're poor but what we actually should be doing is looking at new definitions of good new outcomes rather than trying to achieve old outcomes through automation mm. what we're doing right now is looking at automation very much from a point of view of cost saving because we can deal with higher volumes we need less people to do it, yeah. less headcount. But actually doing everything in the same way, therefore getting the same outcomes, maybe increasing them. So we're also bringing in lots of things like bias and inefficiency and automating that inefficiency and automating that bias. So I think we need a whole new rethink around what good outcomes are. But equally, rather than trying to automate the process that we have, using the opportunity to start with a blank sheet of yeah. paper and start again. Agreed. What um what can we do to make sure that that automation doesn't dehumanise the process? And as you say, just make the existing process faster, but no better. Well, I think well. part of what we're doing, part of what we're doing wrong, um, is looking and communicating in ways that we can be more human in what we're doing. So th that's the message mm. I'm hearing. Um, lots of conferences, lots of places where we're talking, you know, hashtags and everything, be human, be human, human, personalised messaging, all that kind of stuff. When actually what that, that's really saying is let's continue doing what we've always done. Let's continue doing everything in the same way. Mm. Um, I think the be human bit is part protectionism. Yep. I, I think that's a, a fear of technology. That's the same people who were smashing printing presses. Or yeah. tipping over the yeah. cars or doing whatever. That's the same people who are saying we kind of want to preserve our way of life. Therefore, a human, a machine can't be. Da -da. So I think the issue is not let's be human, right? Because actually, people prefer to do with chatbots. They prefer automated messaging. Um, they prefer templates. This is the templates are more successful. All of the data tells us that, regardless of what the experts tell us, right?
So for me, the issue is not how do we make things more human. It's not about human, it's about humanity. How do we do the right things? How do we make sure we're doing the right things? And how do we determine what actually do people want from people within an organisation? And they want communication, they want live chat, they want um, to be able to connect with peers rather than recruiters. But they actually want to spend more time talking to people deeper in the funnel. So let's forget about the top of the funnel, which is we're still focusing all our attention, saying, oh, we need to be there, we need to be doing this. Forget all that. Automating all, everything we're seeing, you know, if you um, use a chat bot, the candidates are coming back in their net promoter scores and showing clearly uh, 12, 15 times more satisfied talking to a bot at the top of a process than talking to a person for a whole load of reasons. Um, so I think the way in which content is delivered in the future is going to be through that bot interface and that's going to be every step all the way through the, the employee lifestyle rather than just at the top. So, But right now I think we're looking at automating the attraction, the messaging, the communication, and making it simpler and giving candidates what they want. Um, and logistics, starting off with logistics. So something as simple as a scheduling or a timing mm. tool, an automated email tool, looking at it and saying, how do we make this self-service? If the next stage in the chain, the next stage in the project, um, the next stage in the workflow is to do something like a video interview, actually once you've completed step seven in the process, because that's what it is, Step eight should be treated automatically. It shouldn't require a person to send you the video. And that environment should be very intuitive and very human. And once that result comes back, it should come back. If it needs to go somewhere for, yeah, let's have a look at that, present the, the videos in the way that I want them, maybe do it blindly, whatever we're doing, select the people that I want, and that should automatically trigger the next step. Mm. So looking at all the things that we can all the places we can automate and say, actually, how, where and how deep do we need human contact to be involved? Because the other thing I think that's really interesting in this is redefining engagement and human contact. Because what I'm seeing is a very clear shift, which people are not quite catching up with yet, over um, what I'd call the relationship model. So all, the relationship model begins with digital conversation. Um, because what a conversation is has changed. A conversation, whether it's someone typing, somebody speaking, is a two-way interaction between two people, right? Yeah. Um, so I think you're getting automated digital stuff, top end, get, get me information, show me what I want, take me to where I want, where you're talking about chatbots and taskbots. That's then going to a digital live interaction between two people of whatever it is, it's connecting with a person at some point, um, and that starts digital, it then goes to face. FaceTime is the next most important thing. And, and the reason for that is, um, if you look at the way anyone under 20, 21 is using the internet, um, they connect with people in forums or groups or whatever mm. it is. And very quickly, the mission is to get them on a live face, not voice. Because if you're in a games community, say, and you're playing your game and you want to connect with someone, you want to get them on a Skype or a FaceTime or whatever it is because you want to make sure that when they say they're a 
15-year-old boy in New York. They're not a 48-year-old accountant in Lincoln, right? <laughs> so they want to get to FaceTime really quickly. So we're going from digital transaction to face to voice being the very last uh, bastion, right? So the bit that we used to think in the way that we used to do things, pick the phone up, talk to people, you know, cold calling model that worked very well for a mm. long time, source numbers, ring people up. Nowadays, people don't talk to people. They don't want to talk to no. people, right? So the amount of voice time and the voice you have is when you know people well and it's later in the process. For a start, traditional sense it's whose number have you got in your phone book so that when the number comes up you know and you know you want to talk to that person and nobody listens to answer phone or voicemail anymore right because if you've had to leave a voicemail i probably and that call is more likely to be in a facebook channel than in a phone number channel or in a skype or mm, you know, um in microsoft linkedin wherever it is so i think we're both in agreement that technology is going to play a massive part of, of the recruitment landscape and process in the future. Yeah. Organisations who are right at the start of the journey of, of looking what they're doing now, looking at how they might want to do things differently, where, sh where should they start when building out their own talent tech stack? Or Separate it out, right? So don't be thinking um, there's technology and there's process and there's people. Mm. Because that's what people tend to do they tend to go and say right um let's go and look at the baseline technology what do we need oh we need ETS. we need crm maybe we need i think what we're going to see is a lot more single platform plays which will be crm and ats and all things in between in one place mm. and you can see more of that equally going into bigger hris systems as we get deeper into the hr functions so you know um your bigger HR systems, which are encompassing a lot more than particularly where I'm yeah. saying learning and talent being together, that technology needs to be in the same place mm. from kind of just to allow that day LMS. Yeah. And then you need to tie in things like your feedback and performance management. You can use that for forecasting what's going on, financial modeling, and so on. So I think we're going to see more of a platform with more pointing solutions pointed in and integrating. But each person, if you're in recruiting or learning development, you want a single screen experience, right? So I think we want to see that single screen experience. So we're, we're, what happens then is it's saying, okay, if we go down that route, do we then tie our, buy our technology, build our process? Um, and it's got to start to a certain extent with, if you're going to do any kind of attraction, that starts with destinations. Where do you want things to land? What are you going to do with them? How are you going to deal with them? How are you going to turn them from candidates into applicants when they apply for jobs? how are you going to measure um so i think we need so but i think you need to look at all of those things in and i'd have a plan even if you're not executing that plan fully on day one because the first thing is you're going to buy an ats or you're building a career site you're doing what you're doing you've got to think of it as how do we join all this up mm. so how do we join up the technology the process of how <coughs> we work and not let one dictate the other and then lastly how do and then the other bit is people how do we affect and by people it's all of the stakeholders the recruiters the hiring managers i i think our technology stack needs to look closer to project management in hiring because that's mm. what talent acquisition actually is it should look more like trello than yeah. facebook for example um 
And I think when we join all that up, all of those, when we start thinking about all of those things, so what are the people going to do and what are they going to need, I think it'll affect it. What's our future requirements going to be? And, and how are people going to work in this organisation? Is it going to be gigs, if you like? Is it going to be shorter term? Is it going to be not people staying here for 20, 30 years? And what's that going to look like? And is it going to be mobile project teams? And we should be doing all of that within one technology platform, if you like. So I think once you think bigger like that, and make your plan out, then you start going out and saying, right, okay, where do we start? What's the step one? What's the beginning? How do we change the culture of what we do in the way that we think? What training do people need? How does it change their workflow? If I'm going to buy a technology, how does it change workflow? Mm. Um, because if it's not going to change workflow, what's the point of buying it, right? So how does it change workflow and how does that impact everyone? Hire managers, candidates, recruiters. So if, if you were working, this is hypothetical, yeah. if you were working with a team, they have yeah. no recruitment team yet, Yeah. no recruitment process, so they're yeah. winging it, and they're about to set up a team from scratch. Well, are there a kind of core set of tools that you'd recommend that every recruitment team should have in their locker, or the majority at least? Um, I think you need a career, I think you need a destination in which people go to and process out however you're going to attract them so you you know you, you, your career site aspects pretty yeah. important what do you need so you need if you think of it what do you need you need um depending you need to look at a crm capability that's going to be important in recruitment marketing <laughs> and messaging within that and then you're going to need an ats an ATS is a much better line because most people look at an applicant tracking system and compare it with a CRM and yeah. say, oh, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. You go, no, it's an applicant tracking system. It is excellent at that piece of the process, mm. the point at which someone says, let me apply. And the problem is we drive most of our tech stack from the ATS, which is actually deeper in the process, yeah. rather than the CRM <coughs> or the contact relationship manager. So. I think what you've got to look at is, okay, we're going to need some kind of base level platform, which includes careers, the core methods, mm. which is job posting and response, distribution, um, the programmatic stuff, which includes referrals as an integral part of what you're doing, which includes your career site, which includes dedicated job landing pages, kit essential to the one way of working which includes apply a place where people can apply and be processed in that way um relationship management where we can continue building relationships with people internal mobility where we're looking at what we're doing with people and career mapping and career planning that's something different on board all the way up to onboarding if you like being the end of the the, the hiring process so i think you need to look at something that covers as many of those functions as possible as a central kind of core system as a central technology in. and then next to that what you're looking for is marketplaces where and we're seeing more marketplaces api driven where you can plug different technologies in to one place but single screen user experience whether i'm the candidate the hiring manager whatever it is my single screen it gives me access to everything even though that might have 10 technologies behind it so mm. Things like integration and getting your data to present 
in the same format so it becomes useful is essential. Excellent. Bill, thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Cheers.